0: I just can't do it anymore. I have nothing left. Between the divorce, the cancer, your mom dying, and being laid off, I know it feels like you're going through a lot. <laughs> Believe me, I have been there. Just remember when God closes a door, He opens a window. And never forget God never gives you more than you can handle. Uh, uh, uh. I'd never said that. Over the next few weeks, we're going to be talking about this idea of what a lot of people think that God says, or the, think the Bible says, and compare that to what the Bible actually says. So it's going to be a pretty incredible time, and we're going to talk about some pretty heavy stuff. And So I I hope that you're ready, because it's going to be a fun ride. You know, it's interesting this week. Some of you might love classic movies, you know, some black and white movies and just some of the more, more famous movies. Did you know that a lot of times people are surprised to find that in that very famous movie, Casablanca, that at no time is the quote, play it again, Sam, ever mentioned. And yet we hear that over and over. People attribute that quote to that movie over and over. Or in all of the Star Trek TV shows and movies, it never once says, beam me up, Scotty. That is never actually said in any of the Star Trek movies. And yet our culture has just taken that and run with it, and we think that we can attribute those quotes to those things because we've just heard it so much. Or how about this? You know, there there are so many things that the people assume the Bible says. Probably at the top of that list is this statement right here. That God helps those who help themselves. You know, so many people have probably heard that and said it and used it over and over. But guess what? That's not anywhere in the Bible. That actually comes from an early edition of Poor Richard's Almanac. That's where that statement comes from. And yet, over the years well-meaning, well-informed people have taken that and just attributed it to something from the Bible. Oh yeah, God helps those who help themselves. Use that, go with that, work with that. But the only problem is, God never said it. And today we're going to start with this idea of, what else didn't God say? And the thing we want to discuss today is what you saw in the video. So many people believe this idea of, no matter what happens in your life you're okay because god will never give you more than you can handle now i want to start by helping you understand why that is very far from the truth because the reality is god absolutely will give us more than we can handle but let me let me help you understand why that's so easy for us to grab onto Why we like the sound of that so much. And, you know, the the first thing is it plays on our idea of fairness. And and here's what I mean. You know, just think about if you were moving and packing and and loading boxes and and you had a a seven-year-old child. You're not going to load your heaviest, largest box and then hand that box to your child and say, okay, take that to the truck. The box is going to weigh more than the kid. And there's no way they're going to be able to carry that. And in, in our minds, we like the sound of that statement, we would never do that to our child. We would never overload them with something we know they couldn't handle. And in our minds, we attribute that same kind of thinking to God. Just like we would never do that to our child because we know they couldn't handle it. We'd like to say, well, God would never give us more than we can handle as well. Because we think that's fair. That makes sense to us. But the reality is we're not God. And God, fortunately for us, doesn't think like we do. And, you know, there's something pleasing about that idea that everything is fair. But the good news for us is that we are so, so, so extremely lucky that God is not fair. Because in fairness, if God were actually fair... And giving us what we deserve, then we would have to pay our own price for our own sin if God were really going to be fair. But because God chooses to be unfair, He chooses to pay a price on our behalf that we could never pay for ourselves. That's the reality. This idea of fairness is not, is not reality. But so many people, we we like to think of things like that because it makes our world work better in our own minds. But God's not limited by how we think. And that's good news. And the second reason why this is not such great thinking, why this is flawed thinking, is it speaks not only to this idea of fairness, but it speaks to the power within us. It says, hey, look, God will never give you more than you can handle. So whatever you're going through, you have the ability to get through it. You can overcome On your own, you can do this. And that's how we would like to encourage one another, just like the video. Remember, God, if you're in this, you can make it. God will never give you more than you can handle. So it it speaks to our own selfish interest. Oh, yeah, we've got this. I don't need help. But the reality is suffering, problems, they don't come when we're ready. They don't happen when we've got everything lined up to deal with them. Sometimes your world can get rocked in a split second, and you don't see it coming. And you absolutely have no ability to overcome it on your own. See, the Bible points us not to the power within us, but it points everything back to God. Look at what it says in Psalm says this in Psalm 46, one of the most incredible passages in the Bible. Starting in verse 1, it says God is our refuge and strength and ever-present help in trouble. It says, therefore, we will not fear, though the earth gives way, though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at its swelling. When, when the Crazy things happen, even to the point of the earth moving. The Bible says it's all about God being there. God is there. It's not about us being prepared, it's not about us being able to overcome. It's about the power we have from God. And that's what this is all about. The truth of the matter is, God will absolutely 100% allow you to go through more than you can handle. And for the rest of the time today, we're going to talk about what that means and why that is. Because that's crucial for our, our understanding of our relationship to God. So we don't make it all about us. We put the focus where the focus needs to be, not on me but on God. Because see, I know from my own perspective, whenever life seems to start spinning out of control, you know, whenever things start getting real crazy in my own world, you know, maybe, maybe some of you in here are in that situation right now, it could be relationships, it could be financial burdens, you know, it could be you're battling with, with other issues from depression to medical conditions, all kind of stuff. And you might, be, you might be getting to that point where I've gotten to many times where you just say, I can't do this anymore. I can't take any more of this. It's too much. I can't handle it. And then along comes somebody well-meaning. And they give you some wonderful advice. And they say, don't worry. When God closes a door, he opens a window. Now what in the world does that mean? When You know, if I'm on the 10th floor of a building and somebody closes the door, an open window doesn't mean much. And I don't, I've never understood that expression because I don't normally go out open windows, so an open window is not of much benefit. And, but they mean well. You know, they, they say things, don't worry. After all, God will never give you more than you can handle. Don't worry. It's all going to be okay. See, let me let me just tell you right off the bat where this comes from. This comes from a, a passage in the New Testament. This whole idea from this passage in 1 Corinthians chapter 10. Look what it says in verse 13. It says this. He says, "No temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. And God is faithful, He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, he will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. All right. So here's the thing. That is where this entire idea comes from, that verse. But the only problem with that is that's not speaking of going through trials in your life. That's not speaking of you suffering. That's speaking of you facing temptation. Two very different things. And right there, that is a huge promise from God when he says, no, I will not allow you to be tempted more than you can handle. And when you are tempted, I will always make sure there's an option for you to make the right choice when facing that temptation. I will always provide you the right door to go. You still have to choose it, but I will always make it apparent. That's talking about temptation, not trials, not suffering. But that's where this whole idea originates from. People take that verse, and then they take it and say, that's good for all of life. God will never give you more than you can handle. But, you know, that's so crazy because if we read Scripture, we absolutely see throughout the Bible people facing situations they couldn't handle. That's most of the Bible. Most of the people that we look at, they're in situations that they have absolutely no ability to overcome without God stepping in. I mean, look what Paul said. He said this in 2 Corinthians Chapter 1, he said this, he said, we do not want you to be uninformed, brothers and sisters, about the troubles we experienced in the province of Asia. We were under great pressure, far beyond our ability to endure, so that we despaired of life itself. Indeed, we felt we had received the sentence of death. But this happened that we might not rely on ourselves, but on God, who raises the dead. You know, even David who the Bible says was a man after God's own heart. He did all kinds of things, you know, killed Goliath when he was a, a teenager and then became king and, and was part of God's story. And that, look what he says. And th- this isn't on the screen or anything like that, but he says, troubles without numbers surround me and I can't see anything. He says, save me, God, for the waters have come up to my neck. I am drowning in life. I'm about to go under, God. I can't do this anymore. I I don't know about you, but I can relate to that. I know when life gets overwhelming, I feel like I'm just, I'm drowning. There's too much going on. But we see that throughout Scripture, God puts people in situations, allows his people, people he loves, to get in situations that they can't handle. Now the question is, why would God do that? That's why this matters. Why would God do that? Why would God allow us to get in situations that we can't handle? And here it is. And I believe that there are times when God wants to teach us about his presence in our life. Have you ever noticed that in your life when when things are going really well, when everything is rosy, when everything is, is clicking and moving, and how easy it is to forget about God. How easy it is just to move through life and, man, I, I got a great job, my family's doing well, the kids are great, all things are perfect. And we, we just, God kind of leaves the picture. Because we don't, we don't really need him at that point. At least we don't think we do. But then, when we hit bottom, when things aren't so great anymore, that's when we start saying, Okay, what am I supposed to do? And we turn our focus back to God. So, a lot of times, God uses those things in our life to pull our focus off of us and refocus us back to Him. Because for most of us, when we get in those moments of despair, of struggle, of pain, we start going, God, I need you to step in. I need you to help. I need you to do something. I can't do this on my own. And so God uses this to teach us to rely on him. For some people, that's a struggle. Because they get into these bad situations, and they start thinking to themselves, you know, I, didn't, I never thought my life would be here. I, I never thought that my life would be going in this direction. I thought I had everything lined up. This is not the way it was supposed to happen. Why is this happening? You know, if God were with me, this wouldn't be happening. I don't understand, God, why are you allowing this to happen? Don't you love me, God? What's going on? Are you there, God? God, if if you were a good God, you wouldn't let this happen. That's where a lot of people get instead of turning to God in the trouble, they begin to blame God for the trouble and say, God, you let me down. I trusted you, and then you let this happen? Let me just give you some, you know, a a big truth bomb right here. Never let the presence of a storm in your life, never let that cause you to doubt the presence of God in your life. That's the key, because when you have a relationship with God, he is always there. There is never a time in your life where he is not doing something. You may not be able to see what's happening because you don't know the end of the story, but that's the beauty of who God is, because while we're in the middle of the storm, and we have no idea how we're going to make it, we have no idea which way to turn. God's already at the end of it. God already knows the outcome. He knows how he's going to bring us out. We just have to trust him to do it. And sometimes that's hard for us to let go. There's some people that, that it's hard for them to admit, I can't do this on my own. I can't handle it. I'm not good enough or I'm not strong enough. But those are lessons we all have to learn. I know from me in my own personal life, the times when I most experience the presence of God is when the times that I'm most hurting. And that's the way God designed it. That we turn to Him in our times of need and we trust Him to get us through it. We admit we can't do it on our own. And we stop trying to. And we let God do what only God can do in and through us. Now, now, don't hear me say that you can just sit back and say, okay, God, I'm ready. And just quit life until God d- changes things. No. But that means you understand that it's not about you to fix the situation in your own power. It's about you allowing God to show you the right steps to take. So that he can take the situation and do whatever he wants to do with it. And that's the key. Why would God allow you to experience this? To know that God is there. And to depend on his power and presence in your life. Because too many people are trying to do life on their own. They're trying to do life apart from God. Even church people. Even people that are in church every week. God is not a big part of their life. And God is going to use those moments when we can't do it on our own to say, you're going to have to depend on me. You know, those, those moments where everything works out and then you get a phone call that you just lost your job. And what are you going to do? Or you get a bad report from a doctor that says, hey, We discovered this, and there's nothing we can do. Or other situations where you say, God, it's you or nothing. All I can do is depend on you. There's nothing else that that anyone can do. Sometimes God takes those kind of situations and uses those to teach us to depend on him for everything. Not just in extreme, life-changing situations, but everyday life. You know, Paul, who Cassidy read from earlier out of Galatians, who we've quoted from already today multiple times, Paul wrote most of the New Testament. And he was a guy that, you know, did incredible things for God. And what, what he wrote in Corinthians, he was talking about, at one point, something he had been struggling with for a long time. The Bible calls it a thorn in his flesh. That's what he called it. He said, there's something that's just been a part of my life that causes me problems forever. We don't ever know exactly what it is. We don't know if it was a physical ailment or if it was a person or something. We have no idea. All we know is that this thorn was there. And look what Paul says In 2 Corinthians chapter 12. Look at what he says in in thinking about this thorn. He says, three times I pleaded with the Lord to take it away from me. But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all more gladly about my weaknesses. So that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why. For Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. Now, when you read that, and it says three times I pleaded with God to take it away, that's not like I prayed three times. Or I prayed three days. on three. That means that What he's saying there is that there were three significant seasons in Paul's life where he begged God, pleaded with God. He may have fasted and prayed and done everything possible to get God's attention and says, please take this away from me. And, you know, I know in my thinking, if if I'm going to look at someone who has earned the right judging by the life they lived and the things they did for God, I'm thinking Paul is probably that guy. Paul, who wrote most of the New Testament, who who took the gospel, who took the message of God across the world, almost single-handedly. Paul has enough faith. He's close enough in relationship with God. You know, way beyond where I am. And if anybody has earned the right for God to Remove that affliction. Remove that thorn from him. It's Paul. And so when Paul's saying, I'm begging God to take this away, I'm thinking, well, God's probably going to do that for you, Paul, because you're Paul. You're like big time and, you know, Hall of Fame Bible guy. You've earned that. But then if we keep reading, we realize that God doesn't take it away. You know, there may be times in your life, there will be times in your life as you walk with God where things happen or there's situations and you beg God to change it and you plead with God to do something and it just seems like God doesn't do anything or it just seems like, well, does God care? Is God listening? Can God do something? You know, it it might be a, a physical ailment. It might be, you know, a parent praying for a child. You know, God, heal my child. I don't want them to go through life in such a way. Or it might be, God, please change my spouse. Make a difference in my marriage. Heal that relationship. Who knows? And it might be something that that you pray and beg and plead for weeks and months and years on end. And nothing happens. And instead of you saying, okay, God, apparently you don't care. Or apparently you're not strong enough to handle this. Look at what Paul's response was. When thinking about this idea Of why would God allow this to happen to my family? Or why would God allow me to go through this when I can't handle it? Paul said this. When God said, when Paul said, Why didn't you fix this, God? God said, My grace is sufficient for you. He said, My power is made perfect in weakness. And I want you to really understand that. When you're in those moments where you feel like you're at rock bottom, where your life is so overwhelming, you are drowning, and it feels like there's no way out. Just like God told Paul. He said, when you feel the weakest, that's when you're ready to get my strength. The God strength in your life, that's how you're going to get through it. Not in your power, but in God's power. Because when you're weak, God can be strong in you. That's why this is so important. That's why this matters. From when I am weak, God is strong. And because of God's strength, the things that I can't handle, God can handle through me. That's why this is so important. Why would God allow us to to face more than we can handle so we can understand more of who He is in our life and so we can begin to depend on His presence and His power in our life. That's the reason for it. It forces us to take our eyes off of us And put them on God. That's why he allows life sometimes to feel like it's overwhelming. He's not trying to hurt us or punish us or anything like that. Now, a lot of times it's we suffer the consequences of our own actions. You know, life can, we cause our own problems a lot of times. But sometimes God allows that or allows circumstances to happen in ways we never would have imagined because he's got a bigger plan A plan that we can't see because we're stuck in the middle right now. We're we're in the problem. We're in the storm. But God sees what's going to come out of the storm. And if we allow him to bring us through the storm, he can bring us where he wants us to be. That's why the Bible absolutely teaches that God will allow us to have more than we can handle because it forces us To rely on Him. And that's what He wants. He wants to deepen our relationship with Him. That's what He cares about. And He uses those trials. He uses the storms to make that happen. But it starts with somebody having a relationship with God. See, the only way that that God's power can work in and through your life is by you first having a relationship with Him as your Lord. And that's why, you know, that's why we gather every week. So we can tell people that. So we can share that news with people. That Jesus really lived, just like the Bible talks about, He really died on a cross. But He didn't stay dead. He rose again on the third day. But by His death, He paid a price for my sin that I could never pay for myself. Because see, the Bible says we're all sinners. And that because of our sin, that sin separates us from God forever. But then the good news is that Jesus showed up on the scene. And the Bible says that he who knew no sin, meaning Jesus, became sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God through him. That's why we're here, to introduce people to that relationship. To say you don't have to keep doing life on your own. You can have it with God. And the beauty of this is when somebody begins a relationship with God, it doesn't even end here on earth. The even greater news, and actually we're going to touch on this over the next few weeks. We're going to talk about some ideas of what people think about when they talk about heaven. And what happens when we die? But the beauty of a relationship with God is when a person who is a follower of Jesus, who is a Christian, when they leave this life on earth, that's not the end, it's just the beginning. It's the beginning of a life in a place called heaven, a place more wonderful than we could ever imagine. It's win-win. And that's the good news that we have to share. So know this, leaving today, as a follower of Jesus, your life absolutely will get overwhelming. God will give you more than you can handle, but he will never give you more than he can handle, and that's the key. If you're here today and you say, you know what, I know that first and foremost, I need to make the choice. I need to make the decision to give my life to God. See, the Bible says if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and you believe on the inside that God raised him from the dead, just like the Bible teaches, then you will be saved. And that, that's the, what we have to share here. How do people begin a relationship with God? Just say yes to him. He's already done everything necessary. All we have to do is accept that as truth and say, I want that in my life, God. So if you're here today and you say, I want to do that today, I'm ready for my life to belong to God so that I can have God's power in my life to get me through when life gets overwhelming. I'm tired of trying to fight the battle on my own. If you're here today and you say, I want to do that today, I'm ready to give my life to God. I'm going to ask everyone to bow your head, and I'm going to lead us in a prayer. And if you say, today I'm ready to give my life to God, then just pray this prayer silently with me.